Welcome to the Missionaries Podcast. Stories from the mission field for everyone, for you to listen, learn, and enjoy. Your host for today is Martin. Welcome everybody to this new podcast. The topic of today is, what are you going to say when there's nothing left to say? And we want to say welcome to our special guest of today, Esther. Yay! Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. For the people at home, who are you? What are you doing? Uh, my name is Esther. I'm an art therapist and I work mostly with uh, refugees from the Ukraine and expats in Poland. Okay, that sounds um, pretty rough. Yeah, happens. <laughs> yeah. And when you say you're a therapist, what the, I mean... Yeah, therapist. Uh, when I've got a, when I have to think about a therapist, I think of uh, a white room with a couch where you can lay on and do your do your thing, tell your story. But what is that the correct picture? Uh, no, not really. I'm an art therapist, so when you walk into my room, it's more like a kindergarten idea. So I have this big table with chairs around and I have cupboards full with materials and stuff and papers and paints and my windowsill is filled with cups with pens and thick pens, thin pens, brushes, everything. And how is that going to help with therapy? I mean, that sounds like having a great time, but what, well, what does that do with therapy? Well, having a great time is always positive, you know? Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, really. Um, you know, with a psychologist, you mainly talk. Um, and to be able to talk about your problems, you have to be able to find words for it. To uh, You have relived it already, like, for a part, because you can explain what is happening inside. When you have not done that yet, it's very hard to find the right words. Uh, so what we use is art. Uh, it's the other side of the brain where your creativity uh, lies. And that part is very closely connected to your feelings. So uh, when you use art, you draw in into these feelings. Um, and when you have made the art piece, then you start looking at the piece and you will find words to express what's happening happening inside. So it's a tool we use to get there. Okay, so it sounds like that you're using art as a way to open up the door so that they can finally start to talk about their feelings and express it a little bit more. Yes, yeah, true. Okay, that sounds very interesting. That's better than all the psychiatrists that I had. <laughs> they, they, they only talked and that didn't work. <laughs> okay, well, that sounds pretty interesting. Um, but well, yeah, the topic of today is what are you going to say when you've got nothing left to say? Yes. Uh, you said that you were working with expats, refugees. Well, in all honesty, um, as an expat in a different country, you can be very lonely. Mm -hmm. And there's no way that you can go back to your mom and dad since they're probably at the other side of the world. And although you can give them a call, well, it's, it's different, I guess. Um, but if you're a refugee, things are even worse. So I guess the stories that you hear are, well, not the best to say the least. That's true. Yeah. Uh, can, you, can you give me an example? I mean, what are the stories that you hear? 
uh, the stories are quite different, uh, but all as horrible as can be. Um, imagine you are uh, you fled the war. You live in Poland. Your husband is still in Ukraine. He is fighting. Uh, you have two sons. One was studying in Poland, so you're with him. The other son is in the war. Uh, you have no idea what's going, what's happening with them. Uh, you, you mean they don't even know if their partner's still alive, or? Yeah, because they you have the news. They follow the news on their phones. Like there's rockets falling in the city. Um, they don't know where they fall, so they try to contact their family. But as there is no electricity. Uh, there is no internet, um, so uh, often they cannot reach uh, the ones that they are close to them, uh, which also means that they don't know what's happening. It sounds pretty terrible, to be honest. Yeah, it's a very high stress level. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and in all honesty, I mean, what do you say? I mean, I can't imagine how it is to not know if your partner is still around, if he's still alive. I mean, what, what do you say as a therapist? Yeah, well, that's a very hard one. Like, normally you hear people say, like, oh, you know, it will in time it will be okay. And that's the worst thing uh, someone can say, because you don't know if it will be okay or not. Um, it's a very big question mark. Um, the first thing I do when I get them in therapy is let them talk, because often I am the first person that they are even talking with, um, which was for me quite uh, surprising at first because I thought, well, they come with a group so they know people from their country who are in the same situation and they talk together so they have, like, they understand what they are going through. Um, but surprisingly, they don't talk together because they feel I don't want to share my problems with you because you have already big problems yourself. So I don't want to burden you with what's hurting me it sounds very lonely to be honest so they, they see each other every day yes but for one or the other reason yeah it, it sounds pretty lonely for an example if if you want to like uh, see how it works um i heard of two women uh two friends they uh, fled the ukraine with their sons so one has one son the other has two a son and a daughter they live together in a one-room apartment and the mothers go by turn into the bathroom to have a big cry. And when they finish crying, they come out of the bathroom and then the next one has a turn. Yeah, that's, um, that's loneliness on steroids, I guess. Yes, and that's, that's a very big issue. Um, also for expats, it's a different situation because they didn't flat their home. Uh, but they also are alone here in another culture, in another city, in another country uh, with no loved ones around them. So also for them, loneliness is quite a big issue. And you say that, yeah, I, and I agree with that. Uh, the worst thing that you can say is hang in there, you'll be okay. Or give it time, you'll be okay, since you don't know if it will be okay. Mm -hmm. So what do you say if you can't say... Hang in there or give it time. Well, the first thing what I said is I let them talk so they can share. And that already gives some room in their head, in their mind. Some breathing space, uh, I guess. Um, it's like a sort of relief, finally be able to tell your story. Um, 
and it's uh, it's giving. I give them a big compliment because they share their story, and that's a very big step, um, and that's very powerful, um, which they do not see themselves. So that's when they have told their story. That's something I do. How good is it that you can talk about it? How good is it that you can share? Um, your story because now you're not alone in your story there is people who listen to your story so you're not alone anymore Um, and another step is that you know God is always here it doesn't mean that the situation will change it doesn't mean that the situation is easier um, but you are not alone in it there is a God there is a plan there is a pain that is felt and it can be at its is allowed to be there, um, but live through it with with God. And when you say um, you go through it with God, uh, do you have any? Let's say that somebody lost a partner mm-hmm. and he's in a pretty rough place. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are you gonna say? I mean, you're not God, so you can say God said, or I think, or I. Do you use Bible verses or something like that? Yes, I do. um, Because I can say whatever I think. (laughs) But God's word is the truth. Um, So when it's God's word that's speaking, it's a completely other authority. Um, And death, uh, for people who believe in Christ, death is not um, a dot at the end of the sentence, but it's a comma. Um, There is a heaven. There is a life after this life. And there is a verse talking about it. It's the first telos, teles, it's a very difficult word. Thessalonians. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> verse 13 and 14. It says, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. You see, death is not the end. It's not um, It's not the dot at the end of the sentence. It's the comma. And somewhere they found a way, like uh, if they are believers, they find a way to practice uh, Philippians 4 as well. It's in verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what we see here, um, you are not alone, because you, in prayer and petition, you can, you can bring everything that concerns you, everything that troubles you, you can bring it to God. And the beautiful thing is it says with thanksgiving. So let's go back to these two women who live with their children, don't know what their husbands are, where they are, if they are still alive. Um, if they pray, they can put all their troubles onto God. But the thanksgiving is a different question, you know. It's uh, a change of perspective. It's looking around and see what is good. Uh, What can you be thankful for? I have a roof above my head, literally. Uh, I have a heater that works. Um, I have food that I can eat. I'm in another country, but I am safe. 
Um, and this change of perspective is very powerful. Yeah, it sounds like you you try to give them another perspective, a more godly perspective. Mm -hmm. Some sort of like that they're... Yeah, some sort of helicopter view, I guess. That they're floating above today. And are looking at it from a... Well, just what I said, a bigger perspective. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with people who are not Christians? Uh, yeah, then it becomes more difficult. Um, because where do you get your strength to live every day? Um, I get it from, from God. Um, for me to deal with these things is also through God alone. If you don't have that, then where do you have your strength? Um, and I often see that people kind of make their own uh, God situation, like universe, power. Um, they are in search of something that will is bigger than them that they can hold on to. Um, and yes, some people say I don't believe in God. I don't know how they will deal with their problem. I can't... I can't understand how that for them really works. Um, and I see them struggle as well because getting a different perspective is then quite hard, actually. And talking about a different perspective, I mean, you hear their stories. How, how do you deal with it as a therapist? Yeah, I hear a lot of uh, bad stories, true. Um, but also for me, it's about this perspective. So I have them in therapy. I can help them the way I can help them. Um, but that's the end of what I can do. And I know that there is a God who will keep on that work. Um, or already started that work before I came even in the picture. So I am this little piece of the puzzle in their lives. Um, and I trust in that. I trust that God picks them up. Um, that God will show them who he is also in these horrible times, in difficult times. Um, and I, I, like I take them in my hands in the therapy. And in the end of the therapy, I put them back in God's hands. That's the only way I can cope. Sounds, um, yeah, that actually sounds like the only way to deal with it. As you can humanly... Well, sometimes as a human, there is no answer. Exactly. And sometimes you want to solve their problems, um, but their problems are so big you can't solve them. I even had a lady who came in with half her um, teeth out of her mouth. And I was like, what about like dentists in Ukraine? Are they not that good? Or... But the problem was she was working with a dentist uh, to get prosthesis for all her bad teeth. And she was in the process of that. They took all the bad teeth out. The mouth was healed. And at the moment that they were going to make like this, I don't know how it's called in English. Um, they make this stuff in your mouth to see where the holes are and they can make the, the new yeah, teeth around like it. Like plaster cast. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um um, but then at that moment, the war started and the dentist fled out of the oh, country. Man. And the dentist in this country is more expensive and they don't have access to their money. 
Um, so she walks around with half mouth full of teeth. Yeah, then I don't have an answer, yeah. you know. Uh, then you definitely have to look at God and have to trust him for his big plan. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, not only she is, well, humanly speaking, lost, but also you as a therapist are done for. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this is a practical situation, you know, yeah. but there is still like Christmas. My one son is here. One son is in the Ukraine. We want to celebrate Christmas together, but we can't. It's it's a very small thing, but it's so big. Mm. Yeah, and then it's good to know that God is bigger. Yeah, and definitely. We can, that we can trust him on his big plan. And that in the end, it's his plan. And um, yeah, that's it, actually. And that gives us rest every single day of the week. And with that comes the end of this podcast. We want to thank you for listening. Please do like, subscribe, follow or whatever. And hope to talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Missionaries Podcast. For more information about this podcast and how you can help us, visit www.me.pl. God bless and keep up the great work for His glory.